Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. In this podcast, we help believers develop spiritual discernment. I am your host, Don Simmons, author, speaker, and YouTube host of Life Journey with Don Simmons. My purpose here is to explain Satan's strategies and how his kingdom functions to better equip you in reducing conflict, chaos, and ultimately eliminate Satan's influence in your life. These are life-changing conversations. We'll get started with this week's message in just a few moments. But first I want to ask you, would you like to know more about biblical history or historic and biblical places? Visit my YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to watch and learn about travels in historic areas discussed in the Bible. Come with us as we explore ancient places and share cultural background and influences on early Christianity. We will take you places where Paul wrote and shared the gospel. That's Life Journey with Don Simmons on YouTube. Welcome back. I am your host, Don Simmons, and in this episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies, we are going to start preparing for our series entitled Understanding Curses and Blessings to Change Our Life by discussing a few things ahead of time. So our discussion today is centering around our words and how the words we choose to use matter in the outcomes of our life. We will be examining some often used phrases and break them down to understand what they could mean to our lives in the spirit realm. Our lives don't just exist in the natural We are affected one way or the other by what is happening around us in the spirit realm. We can shift our outcomes by choosing words inspired by the Holy Spirit or words inspired by the enemy. It's our choice. Let's start off by looking at Proverbs 18.21. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Let's take a step further with James 3, 9 through 12. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Now let's look at some of the phrases we say regularly without putting much thought into it what we're actually saying. Phrases like, you're killing me. What a loser. I can never win. That boy will never learn. 
I'm never going to get that promotion, be able to afford or understand. Or this one, I'm sick and tired of whatever. Our words are powerful. How we use our words matter. James 3.5 tells us this. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. When we say things in the negative, like, I am sick and tired, all you are doing is coming into agreement with one who would happily make you sick and tired. You're stating that is what you are, and therefore, don't be surprised when you find yourself in a perpetual state of sickness and fatigue. If you don't believe words matter, take a look at what Jesus tells Matthew. <laughs> tells us in Matthew. Hey, he may have told Matthew. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, 12, 36 through 37. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. Personally, I don't want to be condemned, so I am conscious of the words I choose to speak over myself and others. I want to make sure when I speak, I speak life. This is not a prosperity conversation or a visualization technique or a karma discussion or a release of good energy topic. Those are not biblical. We need to address this issue. Because what we speak in the natural does have an effect on what happens to us in the spirit realm. And the enemy has the ability to obtain legal rights over us by our poor choice of words. Likewise, when we use words of life, we can direct angels to work on our behalf. I'm not talking about using angels to meet our every whim. Angels respond to the word of God. So when we pray using scripture, the Holy Spirit can use us to accomplish many things for the kingdom of God. When we speak over a situation, the, the way the Lord wants us to speak over a situation, the miraculous can happen. Look, for example, at Jericho. Joshua led his army for six days in silence, and on the seventh day, when they gave a shout, the walls of the city crumbled. The walls of Jericho had places in it that were as thick as 20 feet and as high as 28 feet. I have felt similar walls, though not as old as Jericho. The walls at Jericho are believed to be 8,000 to 9,000 BC. And the Mycenaean walls, I felt, were only about 1,300 BC. But they were incredibly solid. So to have a group of soldiers and the band shout and have the city walls collapse 
was not done by mere voices. It was a supernatural event occurring the way the Lord advised them. When we use our voices, our words in cooperation with the Lord, anything is possible. If we believe in the Bible, then we have to believe in Jericho. Then we have to believe that our words have power. We can't have it any other way, or we're calling the author of the Bible, the Holy Spirit-inspired Bible, a liar. So if we all know of all of the above to be true, then we have to know when we speak the opposite of what the Holy Spirit desires, we still have power in our words. We just activate the enemy. I know I recently shared the story of my son's stroke, but I want to share with you a detail from the story. So if you're in this situation or one similar, which I hope you aren't, but if you ever get to that point, you know how to handle it. It was the evening we were called back to the hospital because he had the emergency surgery and we were told they didn't think he would make it. When we saw him laying there in ICU, he actually looked lifeless. It was difficult to see. Now, there's two things that you can do in a situation that looks perilous. And one is to confront it head on. And the other is to run the other way. It's like fight or flight, but it's the spirit realm. So it feels differently. In our situation, I saw my son and put the immediate shock aside. There was work to do there. If I need to be emotional, I can do it later. I was not about to let the words of death spoken over my son remain in that room with him any longer. My daughter-in-law, she got stuck. She couldn't work past the immediate shock and began to break down. She began to say things that her heart felt normal, natural things you would say if you were in that situation. And it was heartbreaking. I knew she didn't have it in her to be strong anymore. And I didn't have the time to be strong for me and her. As she spoke, she said words she had been told and was letting what she saw in the natural overtake her emotions. The words she spoke were not life. We could only use words of life in that situation. So I turned to her and I grabbed her by the face. I had her cheeks in my hands. And I said, I'm sorry. You know, I have to do this. She nodded. Yes. And I rebuked her and I told her why we had to speak words of life. It was enough to wake her up enough to refocus and change the direction of her thoughts. And then I could move over to my son and pray over his life. When something has been spoken over you or someone in your life, and it's not words of life, 
or words that are Holy Spirit inspired, but rather something you would associate with the enemy, rebuke it. Even if it is your friend or someone from church, you can say up front, I'm sorry, but I rebuke that word of whatever it is, and then speak life over the situation. We can't worry about hurt feelings. When Jesus predicted his death, and Peter responded that this would never happen, how did Jesus respond? Think about it. Peter did what many of us would do. Someone says something, and we try to quell their spirit and say, oh no, that'll never happen. We think we are doing the right thing. What ultimately happened in that situation? Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Jesus rebuked Peter right to his face then and there. We have to be bold on one hand and rebuke where it is called for in a situation. On the other hand, we need to be mindful of what we say and not say things where we shouldn't that also interfere. So let's look at Proverbs 21:23. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. We don't do this today. In our culture, we take free speech to another level. We use it as an excuse to attack another instead of what it was intended for, which was for us to be able to have our own thoughts and not be arrested for saying what we think or believe. It was a good thing once upon a time, but too much of a good thing has turned into chaos with social media. People say the most horrific things through social media they wouldn't say in person. Some people are so extreme, it's not enough to say something in person. They have to back it up with violent acts or destruction. It's complete chaos, and it is all satanically driven. Take hold and account of what you say. When we add to it, we add chaos in our lives. Proverbs 12, 18 tells it another way. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So let's look back at the phrases we started off with. You're killing me. This seems innocent enough, but you are literally saying something is killing you, and under no circumstances would I speak that over myself in joke or for any reason. And we'll get into this more when we get to where we're discussing curses, but this statement qualifies as a self-imposed curse. This is not speaking life. What a loser. This we usually say after we've had an experience with something negative. Now, maybe there is even some truth to it, but we don't need to say that and speak that over someone else's life. We, we don't want to have to account for it later 
or be a part of something that does result from words we have chosen to say over someone else. This is not speaking life. I can never win. Again, why would I want to say that over myself? Another example of a self-imposed curse. This is not speaking life. That boy will never learn. This is similar to the loser comment, but more definitive. To use never and say something will never happen is you being willing to curse someone else. This is not speaking life. I'm never going to get that promotion, be able to afford or understand. Again, another example of a self-imposed curse. This is not life. I'm sick and tired of another self-imposed curse. These are not life words. Words matter. Things we say seem innocent enough at the time, but they can have repercussions. And because of that, we want to make sure what we say matters for us in the best possible way. So my challenge to you this week is to listen to the words you use and those around you, not to be the word police, but to begin to be aware and to start to notice the words people use. When we talk about curses, this will help you as we go through curses and and blessings. So before you speak, Stop yourself and make sure what you are about to say are truly the words you want to use. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you know someone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast, please share. It can be life-changing if they are willing. As always, let's recap our top show points. Discussing our words and how the words we choose to use matter in the outcome of our life. Our lives don't just exist in the natural. We are affected one way or the other by what is happening around us in the spirit realm. We can shift our outcomes by choosing words inspired by the Holy Spirit or words inspired by the enemy. It's our choice. We talked about Proverbs 18.21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We talked about James 3, verses 9 through 12, discussing how out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, and that this should not be. We identified phrases we use regularly in everyday speech that bring death, not life. We talked about how we use our words matter. James 3.5 talks about how our little tongue can spark a huge fire. We looked at Matthew 12.36 and 37. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. 
we need to address this issue of our words because what we speak does affect us in the spirit realm and the enemy has the ability to obtain legal rights over us by our words. Likewise, when we use words of life, we can direct angels to work on our behalf. Then we talked about the example at Jericho and the power of words. And I gave you an example from my situation with my son and having to rebuke someone and how and why we need to do it with others. And I gave you an example of Jesus rebuking Peter. And then we talked about Proverbs 21, 23 and Proverbs 12, 18. And then we broke down some common phrases that we should not be saying. And then I gave you a challenge to pay attention to words used and make sure you are using the words you really mean to use. So as always, we encourage you to have an active Bible reading plan. It will be helpful in gaining wisdom and understanding, and it is required for the gift of spiritual discernment. Also, we just dropped another video from our Turkey Travels. It is part of the Seven Churches series, and I believe this one was for Smyrna. So go on to our YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to check that out if you want to see what that area looks like. I think we have three more churches to cover. Also, I want to encourage you to visit our website and join our warrior community. I'm working on planning uh, some live events, and the only way to be included in that is to be part of our warrior community because that's who's going to get the invite. So just visit our website conqueringourunseenenemies.com and you can uh, join from the homepage or the resources page. So I have enjoyed our time this week and I look forward to spending time with you again next week. And next week, I believe we are going to be discussing the spirit of rebellion. It's another precursor to the series on curses and blessings. So um, all of these are building up to something. So I'm trying to give you background so that when we get into curses and blessings, a lot of things are easier to understand. So I look forward to seeing you again next week. That is all we have for this week's episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I hope you enjoyed your time with me. And I would kindly ask you to rate our show and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. Now, if you have a story or a question you want to share, please email me at contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com. We do not need to use your name. And finally, please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it and enjoy it. So until next time, remember, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but we can give him an eviction notice.